0: Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club.
2: Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye, and see you next. You know what they always say? Your car has loads of nuts in it. But well, the biggest nut is the one behind the steering wheel. Well, I think I think that's me. Because no matter how much planning I do, I only got to go and click on the wrong video and I'm saying goodbye before the show's even started. <laughs> we got there in the end. We got there in the it wouldn't be me if something didn't go wrong now, would it? You know what I mean? And um, you, you think you think this show's professional? Uh, makes tiswas look like a like an organized party. And if you're old enough to get that joke, then you're as old as me. Good evening, everybody. It is Lester Till I Die TV, and it's a special preview uh, and review, uh, or review and preview, whichever way you want to look round. We're gonna look back at last season and look forward to next season at a t- literally four days away from the curtain raiser for the new season it's uh seems to be taking a while to come around at least we have the euros to try and keep us busy but hey it is leicester till i die tv you can find us on the facebook leicester till i die the group you can find us on twitter at leicester tid and you can find us on youtube uh leicester till i die tv and if you are on youtube please give my buttons a tweak Makes me so happy when that happens. We are so close to the 1,000 followers. Uh, that was our target by the start of the season. I think we're about 130-something off. So if you can get subscribing on YouTube, we would love you forever. But I'm not on my own tonight. Oh, yes, you are. Oh, no, I'm not. It's, uh, you, we had him on the other day, and it's lovely to have him back again. And Ant from uh, Ant's Leicester fan channel. Good evening, Ant. Evening,
0: Chris. Cheers for having me on again. I hope I didn't bore you too much last time.
2: No, I was just about to say you must be from the professional channel. That I always get everything wrong.
0: To be fair, I don't think I'm much better. But you just you go with it and improvise.
2: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Hey, before you start, because I did say you are from a fellow Leicester uh, channel. Give it a shout out and how people can get hold of you and uh, on all your different socials.
0: So my Twitter and Instagram, it's what's on screen and underscore LCFC. Uh, But the big one for me that I'm trying to push at the moment is Beyond the 90, which is a group channel that I I run alongside James Harlow, Neil, and a load of other great guys that we do a lot of of longer form content, discussion-based content. So make sure to, to go check that out. We do a lot of live streams to try and get as many people involved as we can. Never anything too serious, always always a good bit of fun doing that.
2: You can't be too serious supporting Leicester, can you? <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, it's probably one of the best times to, uh, to support Leicester. So get liking all these fellow channels, I say, Beyond the 90. Uh, uh, and that's what it's called on YouTube, isn't it, Ant?
0: Yeah, it's Beyond the 90 on all socials.
2: Oh no, it's brilliant, brilliant. Well, you heard it, you heard it, yeah. So make sure you go and do it. So last season, um, let's look at last season first. Wasn't a bad old season for us, was it?
0: No, it was. I think obviously there's the huge achievement of the season. The main thing was winning the FA Cup, which was absolutely yeah. brilliant. I think the way that we slipped out of the top four after being there all season having such a buffer behind us. Very, that I think that was very disappointing. But at the same time, we've got we've qualified for Europa League twice in a row, so it's now about taking that next step. I think.
2: I mean, would you say? I mean, you know, like like you mentioned there, it is fifth for the second consecutive year, and that's that's for for sort of Leicester. That's saying something. Was it more disappointing for you this year? Or more disappointing for you, would you say, sort of last year when we did the same thing? Because both times we'd been in the top longer than any other team and both times, 37 out of 38 weeks, we'd been there.
0: I think this year was worse because you would have thought they would have learnt from the experiences of last time. Mm. And it was very similar mistakes again. And yes, there was improvements, but at the same time, like... it, we. There was opportunities to pick up points, but we dropped Newcastle, Southampton, yeah. the list goes on and it's turning, I think what the difference is going to be in between finishing fifth again next year, potentially, and taking that next step forward is picking up the results against teams like Fulham and stuff like that, where our I think our home form was absolutely pathetic for a long period of, that, of the season and it, it was almost as if our away form was—I think I believe it was the best in the league. Yeah, <laughs> one of them, Yeah, and then our home form was the worst. So it's about finding that consistency of yeah. having, of turning the King Power back into fortress. But being honest, it hasn't been a fortress for a few years now. Hmm.
2: I mean, you know, I mean, towards the end, you you couldn't see that Newcastle result coming a mile off. I mean, you know, I did a Newcastle show just before that, and. They were all going to say, like, how many are Leicester going to score? You know, we'll just, uh, we'll, let, we'll let them, we'll let you score one and then we'll just sit in front of the goal. I mean, what the hell happened there? It, it's just, you never knew which Leicester were going to turn up, did you?
0: No, and I think that's something that Brendan Rogers has mentioned about addressing. And we're going to get on to the new signings later on. But in terms of bringing, bringing in players with that winning mentality, because the mentality, as you mentioned on that Newcastle game, that, I think that's... Like, on paper, we should be beating Newcastle, and I don't think yeah. the most hardened Newcastle fan will argue with that. But mentally, that game we set up completely wrong, and I think we were beaten very early on. Once that first goal went in, I never saw us get, coming back from it. No, no.
2: It probably was one of the worst performances of the whole season. Mm. Um That said, I mean, everybody sort of from from other clubs, you know, the so-called big clubs have all sort of been saying to me, I don't know if you've had the same, like, you know, oh, you know, you were fifth again, you didn't do it again. But for me, you know, we've got to take it into context, is that we're Leicester. And to me, if you'd given us fifth two rows in the, you know, two seasons in a row, you know, a couple of years ago, we'd have bitten your hand off.
0: Yeah, to an extent, I understand the point you're making, and I feel like I'm going to come up this from a slightly different angle from you. I think context yeah. is key when the fact that we had such a big, um, big gap from behind us, I think realistically with the position we were in, we should have been able to see it out.
2: I mean, Liverpool came with five wins at the end of the season, you know, the last five games. Again, on their previous form, you couldn't see that happening, or I couldn't see that happening. Do you, know? <laughs> you know, you they, they'd been yeah. eight, and I'd, I'd written them off.
0: No, but even if they'd won every game, and I don't want to be too pessimistic about it because it was a, overall a very good season. But it's sh- we shouldn't, it's sh- we should have taken it out of Liverpool's hands in terms of the fact yeah. if they'd won every one of those games, then it was irrelevant. So it's one of those, it's if some maybes but you don't want to dwell on the negatives too much as overall it was a brilliant season
2: yeah and and a lot of again opposition fans uh, and it's all banter between season you know it it's it's all banter and transfer banter and everything but you know a lot of fans are saying that that Brendan's a bottler because it's happened twice he's not been able to get us over the line into fourth but for me He's known, you know, more of a bottler is Ogonus Gunnar Solskjaer, who spends millions more than Leicester and has never got past second place or semi-final, uh, or when he gets to a final, he loses that. He's never won a trophy uh, at Man United as a manager. Jurgen Klopp, how can he take a team that finished so far ahead one season, he gets an injury to one player, and they're so awful this season for most of it? To me, they bottled it probably more than Brendan did. Yeah,
0: and to be honest, um, I'm probably like the worst person to ask about this because I couldn't give less of a, you know, what what the opposition fans say. Because I think that, as you mentioned earlier, context is key to our season and the fall off from Liverpool from their injuries is always talked about, but it's never mentioned with us with the amount of injuries that we had. And the differences in between Liverpool and Leicester, when Liverpool have injuries, they still have international players within their bench and reserve to put put in the starting eleven. We don't. We were having to put players like Castagne at centre-back, Ndidi at centre-back, and then once you take Ndidi out of the midfield, you lose so much for Obviously, Harvey Barnes, who was having one of the best seasons out of any player in the Premier League up until the point he got injured. Uh, injured out to the end of the season. Um, James Justin, Wesley Farner, Johnny Evans, Ricardo Pereira, Siunchu, Madison, uh, Vardy all had significant time out, and I still feel yes. like I'm missing some players. So, I do think context is key, but at the same time, it's still dis- I'm still going to go back to the point of uh, it is disappointing.
2: But, I mean, yeah, I I take your point totally. And Nick, good evening. How are you doing? Um, He he agrees with not a bottler at all. Um, We did, I think, at one point, we did top at the start of that season. I'm not saying that other teams didn't have uh, injury problems, but like you say, it's who you can bring in uh, when when you get them. Um, Mm -hmm. we, we we, We saw more of Christian Fuchs this season we've seen in the last three seasons put together, you know you, you we were bringing players in mendy that we'd probably forgotten we'd got a Marty you know, and all these players that hadn't seen you know the the graphs of the king Power for you know for a season were suddenly first team regulars,
0: yeah, that's it, and I think that's why i'm i I think same that Brendan Rodgers bottled it it's a bit unfair on him really, in the fact of mm. The position he got us to with the team that we have like in terms of a starting eleven we can compete with anyone in the Premier League but yeah. it's that drop off in depth so like yes probably i think there's a squad we bottled it not just individually blaming brendan rogers because the job he's doing in the development on these players he that he's having is absolutely huge so I think that it's a little bit like of an easy, easy, uneducated comment to say Brendan Rodgers bottled it. When you actually break it down slightly, I think yes, there were moments where probably we should have picked up a few more wins and we would have got over the line. But uh, he was fighting with one arm tied behind his back with the squad yeah. that we had to finish the season with. Yes.
2: I, 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 and in fairness, there's there's two big London clubs that would have given the, the, you know the the right leg to have been in the position we were. In fact, if they'd given the right leg, they'd have probably done better at Tottenham and Arsenal.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> but... clubs. So I only heard one big club. Though. Uh, oh oh i can't argue with you i'll let (laughs) you know about which one which one i'm referring
2: (laughs) uh talking to big clubs hi uh to uh, dan from burnley uh turf house tv thanks for your kind words there uh dan nice to have you back good luck with the walk that you're doing i can't remember the details but think them on and we'll give it a shout out for you um yeah, as I, I, like I say, I I don't believe that, that he bottled it, and I say in context, it's where where we were, you know, as as a club. But I mean, this to me, I I I I did a post at the end of the season, and like I say I'm 60 now, and I never thought that I would see at my club what we are seeing in the last five six years and moving forward you know i i can just about remember i was 8 years old i can just about remember going to wembley and losing to man city but i'm not going to i'm not going to lie i cried i was watching this with my son and five attempts we finally did it and it wasn't it wasn't a game for the purist i'm not going to say it was but who cares what what a game and we finally did it
0: yeah, that's that's it. You, we could have played the best football in the world and lost one nil, or had the scrappiest goal in the world and won one nil. I know which I'm picking, but thankfully it yeah. wasn't a scrappy goal. It was one of the all time great FA Cup it final. Cup. Yes. Absolute rocket of a strike. We need him to sign that contract.
2: Yes. We will be coming on to him later, but yes, we do. My, my nerves are getting a little bit jangly at the moment. Um but I mean we did you get were you able to get a ticket to, to Wembley? I know I think I asked oh. you the week, but I can't remember. Uh it
0: was I couldn't go because of living with people who
2: have Ah, that was right, yes, yeah, because oh, of the be. COVID situation. I'm sorry, I re- I remember now. But I mean, you obviously you know you, you watched it on TV. I mean it was just like just being there was was, was good. And I don't know what was more, what was more satisfying. I guess the Tillerman's goal but Chilwell's being disallowed. It was it was it was slightly pleasurable, wasn't it?
0: I uh, I'd go a bit further than slightly. It was <laughs> it was one of the moments of the season and it was the way that he just ran off like kissing the badge sliding into the corner. Yeah. Oh, the only thing that was missing to make that perfect was him crying afterwards after a full time but yeah,
2: I don't know. I, I know. It, it, to me, I think you know. You don't. Come on. You know. You don't need to kiss the badge and all that. You know. We know you're at Chelsea now. We know they're paying you wages. But I think it's all about respect. But uh, yeah,
0: he's shown nothing but disrespect since he's left Leicester. Though, so it does it didn't yeah. surprise me one bit. It's, I know he's not a Leicester fan, but you'd think for that club that's given you your platform to go professional, play Premier League football. Obviously, he played Champions League football under Leicester. You would have thought that he would have had a little bit of respect for the club, but uh, so, you know, it just doesn't...
2: What what annoyed me, because, I mean, he wasn't the fans' favourite towards the end, and I kind of defended him. You know, he was, he was England left-back, for God's sake, but, you know, no, I'm sorry. He he, uh, he gets whatever he gets now, I'm afraid. But it's, it was nice to find, because we won the Premier League, but it was sort of, you know, five... Seasons ago, six seasons ago, now it was nice to get that second trophy under the belt, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was. It was absolutely incredible. And the thing is, since the Premier League win, which was obviously absolutely brilliant, I think the closest yes. we would came was the semi-final against Villa, and then. But apart from that, I can't really think of any times we've gone seriously deep into the cup. So the no. fact that it's obviously the first final we got to in God knows how long. The fact that we won it,
2: and hopefully it's the first of of many trophies on why Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Uh, Nick, DJ, Nick's just saying about the, the squad, but we'll, we'll be coming on to that uh, on to that shortly. Um, yeah, we, uh, you know, let, let, let's hope it is it is the first of many. But I've got to ask you this um, because everybody was was asking me this, but Premier League, FA Cup, mm-hmm. which made you happier?
0: Premier League 100. Yes. Like the thing is, the FA Cup as well, it's only like one day kind of thing. Well, yeah, not one day, but uh, you know what I mean. It's yes. oh, yeah, it's a lot shorter. The Premier League, the whole ride of that season was just absolutely incredible from the start. Where as pessimistic as I always are, I thought we were going down after the great escape, if I'm honest.
1: Yeah. Ranieri
0: coming in. Didn't fill me with much confidence. I know every Leicester fan now
2: says, "Oh yeah, he was a brilliant appointment and stuff." But at the time, there weren't many saying that. But can I just say that I was one of those that that, that was saying that he was a good appointment, and and I have it in print to prove it. So and <laughs> you? Were I, definitely... You're definitely a minority in that book. But... <laughs> yeah, I am, in fairness. But again, that was my sort of... Um, I was I was blogging for the Metro at the time. And um, and I was saying, like, you know, what he could get us. He might not get us the title, but if he gets us second, third, fourth, that would be, you know, for mm-hmm. Leicester, that would be as good as winning the title but the yeah. uh, but the season we had a great start to the season i mean you know west brom we beat uh, burnley sorry dan if you're still here we stuffed 4-2 um and then of course that great victory over man city where we we seemed to sort of get a penalty every time we went up towards their goal
0: yeah it's was, it's was just there's just so many like incredible highlights from it but, but one that i i think about a lot is you know the um you know, when Arsenal beat us at the Emirates with that really late goal, uh, yeah. I thought at that point, I thought Arsenal were going to go on and win the league, if I'm honest. Mm. But it was just, I think the Arsenal players fought that as well and took their foot off the gas. And
2: that's. That, that, that picture that they took in the changing room afterwards, I think was the only, all, all the motivation we needed for the rest of the season, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, Robert Hoof even talked about that about seeing that picture and saying yes. that, that
0: that is that's like, look at that, we're that's going to be us at the end of the season.
2: Yes, it was almost though, <coughs> excuse me, like the last two seasons we've had an amazing start to these seasons. Um, and it is just kind of, I don't know what it is. I mean, how do you go? Would you explain, <coughs> excuse me. How would you explain, other than the fact that it's the sort of thing Leicester do regularly? But one week going out and beating Man City away from home 5 2, and a couple of weeks later, the next week, sorry, it's being at home to West Ham, who at the time we didn't know how good the season they were going to have, but losing 3 0 to them. That's just typical Leicester, isn't it? It's just a Leicester thing, isn't
0: it? But (laughs) the thing thing is, with teams like Man City that will attack us and attack us, attack us, we've We've got all the tools to hurt those kind of teams on the counter-attack because you can sit deep against those, play Mm. play to the strengths of Vardy, obviously, who who played well that game. Madison had a brilliant game, but it's really Mm. about sitting deep, hitting them on the counter-attack. But you can't do that against teams like West Ham, who will come and try and do exactly the same. So I think it's still that issue of breaking teams down when they come and sit deep against us.
2: As league games go, because obviously, if I said which was your favourite match of last season, we know which one you'd say. As Leeds game as league games go, was Man City the most enjoyable one for you? The best one
0: for me? This is probably I've got a slight personal reason for this one, but Liverpool at home because half my family scousers, and oh, all I right. constantly hear is about how great Liverpool is, how, and all of this, and I've I've heard it since I was about like since I was about five. So I always enjoy getting one over on Liverpool.
2: Yes. It doesn't happen that often, unfortunately, does it? But no. you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they may have just sort of reminded you at the end of the season of what you said. But yeah, that 3-1 victory in February, that, um, it, it, like you say, we do seem to do better, don't we, against the bigger teams. And if, if you look at Jamie Vardy, he's got an amazing record against those teams, but they do give us the space. Yeah, and it's that's it. These teams they they give us the space, and that's
0: where Vardy can thrive. Because I think it's a a bit of lazy analysis to say all Jamie Vardy is is a long ball in behind and yeah. And, yeah. and goal player. But that is definitely a strength to his game, and big strength to it. And yes. see against Liverpool, the problems of the ball in behind was was causing their defense. Same as Man City, same as Arsenal, obviously at the Emirates. Mm-hmm. So. It's it's one of those, and I think Daka as well is so similar to Bardi that that it's going to be more of the same over the next few years. But we're going to have that capability to hurt teams on the counter.
2: Yeah, I mean, we'll come on to, again. We'll come on to Daka in a bit, but I mean, he took his goal so well um, against QPR, and I'm always a bit worried about bigging these players up when um, when we're playing sort of pre-season fenders because I always remember. Diabati getting uh, uh, was it two or two goals on his debut against Portsmouth or somebody in a cup, and he mm. was going to be the next big thing, and you know it's, uh, it yes. never really worked out for him. But I always remember. Did you you, you, remember, you remember Ahmed Moussa? Did you yes. be a fan of him? I love the guy, and I honestly don't. I think we wasted him because I could see him almost being like Dhaka, You know, if we we never played him in the right position
0: he he was one of the biggest false dawns I think we've ever seen because he scored two against Barcelona, didn't he? Yes. On yes. His debut. But then I don't know. I don't think you can really criticise the fact that he didn't play over Vardy when you look at the numbers and what Vardy's done over no. the last few years. No. But at the same time, I personally don't think he was physical enough for the Premier League. But mm. I do think that was a decent player in there. But I don't. I think Dhaka is a a long way above what Musa was, and at the same time, Mou, uh is also a lot a lot younger than Musa was when he came in.
2: Yeah, yeah. Fingers fingers crossed for Dhaka, but this was disappointing, though, wasn't it? The Europa League. Um, you know, we, we we finished fifth, and we are in it for the second consecutive year. And to me, you know, obviously the Champions League brings the financial benefits, but. I think the Europa League is is at the moment more our level for me, but it was disappointing the way we went out, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, we pro- we fully went out with a whimper, not swinging. But that, like that's mm. the thing with the Champions League against Atletico, when we went out, we went out fully swinging and had them on yeah. the ropes against uh, Slavia Prague. It was just we went out just. Fully with a whimper, not yes. much of yeah. a fight to it, and that was—I think—that was the most disappointing thing. Because I think if we'd given like a true fight and they left absolutely everything on the pitch, and we were beaten by the better team, then you, you just say, "Fair enough,
1: that—that's
0: yeah. football." But we weren't. We were. Mm-hmm. We were. At, it's like you mentioned earlier. You never know what Leicester's going to turn up, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, the wrong Leicester turned up that day because. All we needed was to was a one goal victory. We did the hard work of going to their place, not conceding, and it was completely in our hands. And it, it's disappointing, but I think, like turning it into a positive, which I always try to do, is they've had that experience of that last year. Hopefully, that experience will put them in good stead this year to try and go further and um, and rectify those mistakes.
2: Oh, definitely. Um, Thank you, David, for your comment there. That's very nice of you to say so. And Lawrence, second favourites to win. I presume you mean the Europa, not the Premier League. But I I would take the Europa. But, um, I mean... You love Brendan to bits, and and in Brendan we trust, as we say. Uh, but sometimes, you know, you look at it and you think. When he announced the team sheet a couple of times last season, I think the, the first Arsenal game, not in the league, not in the in the cup, in the league, uh, you're thinking like, what the hell are you doing? You know, but we're away and he, we won one nil. Um, but sometimes you just look at the team and the way we're playing, and it's hard because. You want to be saying, like you say, don't you? Know, put some fight up. Go out and get them. You know, like like the old Martin O'Neill days. You know, you were playing until the ninety-fourth minute. Here in the ninety-third minute, we're still about at the back. That that is an annoyance for me, and I do feel like you say we didn't really just put up a fight with Slavia Prague, did we? No, and it's
0: like you say. Sometimes I'm going to sound like a, about. I'm going to sound like a forty-five-year-old dad who's who's moaning, but. Sometimes
2: <laughs> I am that man. <laughs>
0: sometimes, like when you're one nil down in the, I'd say from about the 85th minute onwards, you've just yeah. got to get the ball forwards, see what problems you can cause. As much as I love the football, Brendan Rogers has got us playing, yeah. I do think that there's got to be a time when you're saying, right, this isn't working, and. We're running out of time here. Stick maybe Cunchu and Didi in the box yeah. and try and play play off of that second balls, but that's the one thing that I don't like Brent, about Brendan Rogers is he's so stubborn to the fact of we'll play the same way up to the
2: 90th minute. Yes. Yeah. Yep. No, it it do it, it, it. I think there's a couple of times we were one nil or two one down, something like that, and we were still messing about with the ball at the back of the. Uh, and I'm not convinced always that we're we're best at playing out from the back because uh, it has cost us a couple of times and nearly cost us a lot more.
0: Yeah, it's one of those. though. it's a process to in, in terms of like adapting the way that we are playing because for for, for a long period. Even under Puel when we played and out from the back, it was so slow that, that it was well. It was like watching paint dry. So I think Brandon Rogers is trying to get us to play out from the back, but more in a smooth, like quick way from transitioning from the back to the front.
2: But when it works, when it works, it looks brilliant, you know. And you, you know, I have said quite often it's been like watching Brazil. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, sometimes, like you say, and I think the problem is that. When we won the league, we obviously won it with a certain style, but mm. we, we can't, you know, we, we haven't necessarily got the same players now, obviously, uh, but, you know, team teams would uh, would have worked us out. Um, yeah. uh, what's, what's in it? Um, Nick here says, I have to disagree. He's fixed to his ways and in the last couple of seasons has been most successful in the history bar the title win. Uh, about Brendan there, and he then goes on to add, uh, he has confidence in the style and builds the confidence in his players. Look, we're not, we're not, we're not having a go at Brendan, are we? Because you know what, what he's doing for this club is amazing. But we're fans, and we, you know, we like to, <laughs> we, we like to. Fans will always moan about something. If we did the treble, we'd find something to moan about. That's it's called being a football fan. <laughs> but. Um, Look, I mean, again, last season, what I was um, quite impressed with was the, the players that we came through. And I've just picked four here. You may have some some different ones. But before he got injured, James Justin, Fafana, I don't think he expected to play that many, many games. He was amazing. Luke Thomas, ah, scoring in Europe, telling Jamie Vardy to get out of the way versus Manchester United so he could score. And in that show, suddenly discovering his... his um, his scoring touch again, That was a pleasure to see those players coming through, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, and I think the one that really surprised me was Ianacho because I've been one of those who's been Ianacho's biggest fan for a long time. Yes. After that Crystal Palace game, I started to think it's not going to work out here, is it? But no one could have predicted what was going to happen next in terms of the goals, the assists, just... The confidence that he's playing with, and I think he is one of those. Once he's playing with confidence, he's an absolutely brilliant player. Yes. But when he doesn't have that confidence, he can look absolutely horrendous.
2: <laughs> he can't. I think the other thing is, he's not Jamie Vardy, and we've got to keep remembering that if we do bring him on, we have got to play a different style to suit him, as we have been doing. If we if we want him to score, but. Um, for Fafana, I mean, my God, you know, we're going to be, you know, he's going to be linked with leaving, isn't he? He, he? We never thought that he'd be playing as many, and I don't think he expected to be playing as many games <laughs> as he did, but what a revelation, worth every penny.
0: Yeah, he's been absolutely brilliant. And the thing is, when he was called upon, he did absolutely brilliantly and made himself undroppable. And yes. I think he, I believe he won one of, a certain award, but one of the young player awards, yeah, and fully deserved. He's been absolutely brilliant, and I do fear over the next few years, he may be the next one that's linked away with a big move.
2: Yeah, um, um Andrew says here, Hello, good evening, Andrew. Thanks for doing this. Nacho needs a partner, otherwise, he looks like a rabbit in your headlights. Yeah, I think we, we, we've we tried playing him up front on his own and it, it doesn't suit him, does it, And and he, he, he does need a, a number two. Andrew's quite right there.
0: Yeah, the thing is, he's got that ability to bring other people into play, which is why I think having a partner up with him works so much better. And Vardy mm. is one of those as well. But, uh, sorry, Vardy and Nianaccio is one of those partnerships where they were reading each other and still, they almost knew where each other were going to be so yeah. it'll be interesting to see like if the, they can get the same combinations going with Dakar as well
2: and it'll be interesting to see if Brendan sticks with that going forward of, of playing them both of course pre-season never gives anything away because it's it, it's all about uh, just game time and minutes um but who who would you say was your player of the season from last season
0: Yuri uh, Tielemans. I think just for yeah.
2: like consistently high
0: level that he was performing at throughout the season, played so many games at such a high level as well. So for me, it's Yuri Tielemans. But if Harvey Barnes hadn't got injured, I would have said Harvey Barnes. But it's a story of so many players who had good seasons, but they were cut short by injury or they had significant periods out by injury.
2: It was, to be honest with you... um uh, yeah, I mean, both of those are good shouts. And good, the honesty to it it's probably the hardest season to ever actually have to pick one player out, or excuse me, as you play with the season. I'm very much sort of between Fafana and Justin. And I think, you know, Justin, who knows whether he'd, he'd have made it into the England team had he not not got injured, you know. I think, uh, he, again, he's another one that's going to go, you know, and, and be huge in the future. Um and we'll come on about selling players and players going going uh, in a minute. But before we go on to next season, I mean, we've got to give a word out here for top. You know, it, 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 when, his, when his dad passed, we didn't know what was going to happen. He took the mantle on. I mean, those celebrations, I keep watching them. Even now, I'll put it on and I can feel myself getting a little bit uh, teary-eyed. Him coming down, you, you couldn't see that happening at many other clubs, could you? Certainly, I can't think of a, another top Premier League club that you see that happen at.
0: No, maybe Chelsea, because they've got a good uh, relationship with Abramovich. But it's just something special what top Scott got here at Leicester. Like, it's really, it is really a proper family club in that yeah. sense of what, what he's building and what he's built. But it's just the relationship with the players, the, the way that he was celebrating with them on the pitch obviously with Brendan Rogers, and then with the fans yeah. as well. It's, it's absolutely brilliant to see him. And following up from that, there was a tweet put out the other day saying wishing him happy birthday and stuff. Could you imagine if, if at United they tweeted out happy birthday to the Glazers, or uh, <laughs> like at Arsenal they tweeted out yeah. happy birthday to Stan Kroenke, who's... Yeah.
2: I just... I don't think they would, but I think I think three quarters of the fan base would be jumping on those that whoever it was <laughs> that, that posted it out. Um, I mean, just I mean, we, you know, we had the debacle of the ESL as well during the season, and yes, we weren't invited. But I couldn't, if if it if we had been, I couldn't see. I can't say for certain, but I couldn't have seen Top agreeing to go into it.
0: No, neither can I, and. It's easy to say at the position of not being invited and stuff, but when you look at the evidence of the season tickets being what frozen again for, an, for another season, yeah. it was one of the cheapest in the league, if not the cheapest, uh, rejecting the pay-per-view um, scheme earlier on in the season, being the only club to do that, and then obviously also the way fans are treated at Leicester, everything points into the direction that he would have gone against it.
2: Yes. And I, I, I did I did um, a post that, you know, a picture of top and sort of, you know, if Colesberg did football managers, like, oh, they do. And he's a, uh, sorry, football owners, sorry. And like, oh, they do. He's at Leicester. He is, that we, you know, they are the owners that everybody wants. I think we give hope to the club, sort of our size and down, if you like. And like you say, the bigger clubs, probably with the exception of probably of Chelsea, because he, in fairness, he's there when he can be. But, the owners that everybody wants. And I think we give hope to the smaller clubs. And I think we do kind of scare the bigger clubs as well. Yeah. And the thing is, it's not,
0: you've seen it with certain clubs. I'm not going to go into too many examples where you see like a two year, like owners come in with money and then after a couple of years, they're gone sort of thing. This is very much a long-term project that's being built for sustainability. When you look at the infrastructure that's being built in terms of a training ground, the the work that's gone into the academy into the recruitment and into the first team it's not as if this is just a two-year project and then he's running it's here for the long term
2: yes Andy said and i hadn't even thought about this um i'm trying to guess what will be on our seats at wembley i mean (laughs) are are you going on, on on saturday at all are you able to get to this one, or is it still? The same uh, yeah, I'm, I'm able to get to
0: this one, and I can't wait. Um, oh. I, it's gonna, I'm hoping that the atmosphere's something like what the FA Cup final atmosphere was because that sounded absolutely incredible. And I, I was only watching through TV, but it, it sounded like there was only one set of fans in that stadium.
2: It did, it did, and, and I think possibly because. It's Yes, I know fans are back for the Villarreal game on Wednesday night, but obviously that is a friendly. But it's the first, it's the curtain raiser, it's the first serious competition. And I know, you know, people say, well, it's only the charity uh, Community Shield, as it's called now. But I don't care. I still want to go and win it. And I was there when we lost to Man United. But I just think this will be, because of the fact that we haven't been to games for so long, apart from a few to... uh to the you know to to the to, to the FA Cup, I just think it is. I can see it being a huge atmosphere, and I would I wouldn't be surprised if there was a few gifts on the seat.
0: uh oh, it would be brilliant if there was. And going back to it, for me, if we win, I'm probably the most I'm probably the worst fan to ask about this because what I've been saying is, if we lose it, it's pre season friendly. If we win it, it's a trophy. <laughs>
2: That is very true though. And I tell you what, if 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 most fans were honest with themselves, they would admit they would say the same, you know. How often do i you know, have been saying that this is oh, you know, we lost on penalties to burton we lost to Wick and Wanderers. That's only friendlies. It's just a run out, it's just game time, you know, because we lost. It's it's cool being a fan, but I agree with you totally, yes. It'll be if we win it. It'll be a very, very important trophy. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you go for the Man United uh, Community Shield? Yeah, I did. That was yeah. that was something special, wasn't it? Oh, I mean, the whole build the build up was almost better than the game, you mm-hmm. know, and the was you know it was just again. I think we just froze on the day. I don't think we turned up, but we haven't got that excuse this time. It coming so quickly after us. So obviously winning the FA Cup and it'll be a big test for us. I mean, it's Man City again. Who knows? They might have about, you know, a billion pounds worth of players on the pitch, but um, it will be very, very, very I think we've got to hit the ground running. I want want to see us do well, but uh, we're going to take a very, very quick 10 second break here. And then we'll be right back with uh, looking at next season. Right back after this. Hi Alan Smith here. Be sure to watch and listen to Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels of the Foxes. So next season, then. Um actually, this is probably the most excited I've been for the start of a new season because it's always been, even after we won the Premier League. It was always like, right, oh, we get you know, to get those forty points to to make sure we saved. I mean, we know under Martin O'Neill, I mean, we were up, was it was it five six years we were constantly in the Premier League, but each season I wasn't that confident that we were going to, to stay up. But I'm just so looking forward to it. I'm as confident as I can be. You've got to be the same, haven't you, Ant? Yeah, I'm thinking that if we get
0: a right winger in, I I really do believe that we'll get top four next year.
2: And if you had a choice um, Which I mean Because we've obviously been linked with a few uh, Berardi sort of seems to slowly Be gathering a bit of pace again uh, Not not in the stories uh, Daniel James Allegedly is being um, Possibly put up for sale by Man United um, And of course you got Pierre making the, the Big statement in the press this week About having a life changing offer any of those, or would you pick somebody else that you 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 would have? I
0: would happily take Berardi. I think he's brilliant. I think he he's he's that profile of player that will really kick us on to the next level and elevate us. Mm. Uh, Pereira, I think the same. I think he's technically such a good player and so good on the ball. Dan James, I'm I'm massive. I'm really not convinced by Dan James. If I'm honest, I I feel like he's just. He's Mark Albrighton, but slightly quicker and without the delivery.
2: <laughs> Doesn't leave a lot then, really, does it, Throw? For a, for a yeah. No. I mean, I started off quite possibly, maybe because of his Euro performances, being quite um, um, a fan of his. But I think if we could get Pierre, for me that that would be an amazing signing it, it really really would um jj saying uh Iborra left years ago mate he's coming with Villarreal on Wednesday to play us in the friendly JJ
0: um, <laughs> have you seen unfortunately he's not actually going to be traveling because he was oh saying, is he
2: not is he not no,
0: I can't re- I can't remember the exact tweet if you just give me a second I'll get it up now
2: yes, um, yeah yeah uh, oh I didn't I didn't know that there. Um, I think JJ was still re- replying to the uh, to La Man saying looking forward to seeing Vincent Tibor. and he was saying some very nice things about coming back to uh, to Leicester. But uh, oh, it's a shame he's not, because he was a player I thought never had never had a chance.
0: No, the tweet that he put out said, "So sad. Finally, I cannot travel to Leicester. I hope to see you you all soon, and I, I can be there as soon as possible." I wish you all the best next season and I'll be cheering on one I'll be cheering on as a fox next season at LCFC. Which he
2: he just
0: loses class, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, and, and this is you know, there's the odd exception to it, but quite often, you know, when you when players leave Leicester, they do leave with those, you know, quite good memories. And Chilwell's obviously the opposite, and and you know, we, we don't need to sort of talk about him, but you know, th- th- and Cambiasso was the same. You know, he said some really nice things and, and con- sent congratulations out and what have you. And, and Andrew, I don't know. He may well still have the house on Saffron Lane. You know, if he's moving into the property market, he may well have decided to keep that. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, no, that was that was a class thing to say. I always, I always felt he was. Um, what can I say? A little bit hard done to. Vincent Ibora. I thought he, I thought he deserved more game time. He he probably did, but Puel had that set midfield, didn't he? Of
0: mm. Mendy Mendy and Didi, and no one was breaking that up. But I'd, he could have could well have done very well for us. Technically, he's a brilliant footballer. Yes. But it's just it's so hard to say without seeing how like fully seeing him given an opportunity, whether he would have cut it or not. But yeah. Since he's left, he's been nothing but class and I wish him nothing but the best in the next upcoming season at Villarreal.
2: Totally. And it's the same with a couple of those players that came in. Silver that didn't make it as well. You know, you do wish them all, all, all the best. Uh, talking of Villarreal, and they are here on Wednesday, we are in the Europa League again next season. Um I'm really hoping Brendan and I'm not saying Brendan didn't take it seriously. Um, he made mistakes. Hopefully he will learn from that. I think and I don't agree with teams coming down from the Champions League, but that's always the big question mark. But I wouldn't I wouldn't mind having a fiver on us actually winning that this season.
0: Well, it's got to be better odds than winning the league when we won it, hasn't it? So <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> yes. Not if you want to win money though.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's true, but the thing is, it's so hard to say how far you're going to go in it because, as you say, teams from the Champions League drop can, have, can easily drop down. So I mm. think until we know who's dropping down, then we don't really have a real picture of who and what we're up against.
2: No, no, you, you. I think, I think you know, we know best after the groups. And I mean, there's, there's. I would be very disappointed if we didn't get out the groups. No matter who we draw, you know, looking at sort of, I mean, yeah, we had we had a good group again last year with, with who we, who was in it, but you know, we we should be looking at getting out of those groups, shouldn't we? With with the teams that sort of are in, because we know we know the standard of team that's going to be in it for, from last season, um, and if we're going to qualify every year, we should be getting better and we should be getting out of the group. Yeah, on paper last year, until the teams dropped down from the Champions League. We were
0: probably one of the strongest teams, but obviously that didn't materialize. So we're heading into it in the same way again this year. But it's just about now really putting into onto the
2: pitch what is on paper. Yes. Yeah. Um the good thing, of course, is I suppose we say it's good, that if we do struggle and we finish third, I think we drop down into the conference league. So <laughs> I'm failing to it. I'm failing to see the positive there. I'd, I'd rather just not play <laughs> anything if I'm honest. let be fair. The positive is that that Tottenham might have dropped out of that altogether, and they've got nowhere to go at all. You know, but uh, you I, seen, don't you know you I don't know what you mean. I just wish they'd called it something different than the conference because it just yeah. uh, brings up you thinking like you know the fifth tier as it is here. What would be for next season? I put expected position here. And on Monday, uh, guys, if you're joining us on Monday at seven o'clock, I'm getting a load of fans on from all different clubs that are going to come on and give me a prediction of where they think their teams will finish next year. I know where I think we will finish, uh, but I'm gonna ask um I'm gonna ask Ant first and see what his thoughts are and see if he's got the same thoughts as me. Mine I'm gonna massively sit on
0: the fence here. Um, and <laughs> mine is if we sign a winger, a properly a proper quality right winger, I think we'll yeah. finish fourth. If we don't, I think we'll finish sixth. Wow,
2: well, I like to be different. I've gone right smack down the middle again there, and I think I think we'll be fifth again for the for the. I just I just think with the money that some of the teams above us are spending on players, and of course it all depends as to who we hold on to as well as <laughs> to um obviously what will happen and it is all i know i saw a thing the other day there was uh the, the papers already doing these supercomputer predicts next season and uh, how can you We you know the, the players aren't all here yet and uh, they've got tottenham above us so i think you're like yo we know that's we know that's not going to happen you know but uh, <laughs> talking of signings three great signings so far
0: yeah, yeah. I think each one of them offers something that's going to be very, very valuable to the squad. Obviously, Ryan Bertrand comes in with that experience and can offer rotation for Luke Thomas. Yes. Uh, Daka with that competition and meaning that Jamie Vardy's not going to have to play every game. And then Samare is just something completely different in that midfield that's going to offer us that bit of like, that power and drive through the middle of the midfield, which is something that we lack with Ndidi and Tielemans. Obviously, Ndidi's like best in the league at what he does in terms of breaking up play, but in terms of then driving forward, I think Samara is just on the level above him for that. So
2: it's really exciting he, to see. I think Samara is very much a box to box midfielder. Yeah. And like you say, that is something we have sort of sort of lacked. But um I but Bertrand is probably one that and I didn't franchise his name now. I got it right for once. He um We need him. I mean, we're playing on four fronts next season. Hopefully, we may go further in the League Cup than we did this season. But um, the likes of Luke Thomas, it might just be too much for him. And like I say, at the other end of the scale, Vardy, it might be a little bit too or will definitely be too much for him to play in all four tournaments. It is all going to be about squad depth. But as a lot of fans of other clubs are saying, it's not just the fact that we're bringing players in. We're we seem to be doing it and getting the right players again.
0: Yeah, and that's it. There's there's no point bringing in five players just to fill up squad numbers. It's about bringing in that. It's about bringing in that quality and bringing up in that quality of depth because when we talk about the teams above us, that's the difference between the top, uh, I'm guessing that's Neil. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hi Neil. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> but that's the difference right now. I would say in between the, the top four of last season and us is that, that squad depth because starting 11, we can compete with everyone. It's just the drop off on our bench and squad, which is being addressed this summer.
2: Yeah. Guys uh, that, that just, uh, doing it back up beyond the 90 there, uh, Pop over if you're watching on YouTube and give them a sub uh, and a follow. Great channel there. Well worth nice mix of stuff. Get over there and, and give them a sub. Um, I've got players here that, we, that might be sold. These are players that I can possibly see leaving. Pratt, I think, he is almost certain to go. There's rumours about him going back to, to, to Italy. Danny Ward... We've not really seen anything of him or Schmeichel since since the Euros. Uh, but he may just have got the taste, his Wales is number one now. Will he be happy? Is it will be still be second fiddle to um to uh uh, uh um Casper, but will he be happy probably getting say the cup games and like the FA and, and the League Cup, and then you've got Chowdhury and Men- Mendy think one of one of those i think is going to go what 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 do you think ant yeah so i think let's go through them each by so dennis prayer he said he's openly
0: been like saying that he wants to be playing more and if he's not going to play more at leicester then he'll leave and as much as i like dennis prayer as a player you can't begrudge a player for wanting to no. wanting to leave to play more football so if he does go all, all the best to him It's a shame I don't think we've seen The best of him Here at Leicester But It is what it is And then With Mendy and Chowdhury I hope Man United Buy Ndidi off you If you <laughs> thought Maguire Was expensive Oh you've got another thing Coming
2: Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> um, No but with Ndidi Do, or You need to put, put up What you pay for Sancho And the rest as well <laughs> But
0: I think with um, Chowdhury I'm hoping he goes To Newcastle Almost for the sake of his own career, because I don't think he's going to play at all at Leicester now. Samore is coming in. Uh, Danny Ward is really what does Danny Ward want? He's only just signed a new deal at Leicester. Hmm. Does he want to be a number one somewhere? Because I'd say he's a good enough keeper to be a number a Premier yeah. League number one. Yeah, but at the same time, is he going to? Is he willing to fight for that number one spot with Casper? Because I think given the opportunity, like. He would. I think he would relish like trying to take that take that opportunity and take that spot off Schmeichel. And I think if you've got two keepers competing against each other, it either works one of two ways: you get the best out of them, or you have a situation where Man United, where they don't know who the number one is. It's all a bit of a mess, and they're heading into a new season with with two keepers, and they both want to be number one, but. It's very—I don't know how to word it properly—but it's very difficult for a back a centre-back partnership in front of them to not build that familiarity with the yes. keeper behind them.
2: But do you think? I mean, if you were Rod, Brendan Rogers and Ward, let's say, does stay, he's—he's—he's he's, he's, he's got to be given game time, hasn't he? And to me, I—you know—you've you, got the forefronts, and to try and keep the players fresh. And obviously, the more games they play, the more chances they are going to get injured. For me, I can see Schmeichel being Premier and Europa League, and I can see Ward being League and FA Cups.
0: Yeah, potentially. And my thing is, I don't think Danny Ward would have signed a new contract if there wasn't a promise of some sort of
2: game time. Mm. Yes, yes. And... Yeah, I mean, I, I would again. No disrespect to him, but I, I wouldn't be sorry to see Chowdhury go. He, he worries me every time he, he he runs onto the pitch, I'm thinking like I'm almost looking, looking at my watch to see how long till he gets the red card. He is a bit. Uh, he is a bit uh, of that. Uh, Mendy, I'd sooner keep Mendy because when Mendy again last season, when he was asked to come in and help uh, and cover sorry for Indeedy, he did a very good job. Yeah, he's. To be honest,
0: I'm not convinced. If, with Mendy, he had a purple patch, I think, but when he came in. But with Jewsbury Hall coming in, I'd put Dewsbury Hall above him in the pecking order. And I think, oh, yeah. again, game time is going to be very limited for him.
2: You know, it's almost almost like we, we, we planned this because you mentioned Jewsbury Hall there. And of course, <laughs> we're going to look at youth players now. And I've just picked three out. I mean, we could go on and on and on forever. And there's a few gone out on, on loan spells just the last few days. But Dewsbury Hall, he's not going anywhere, is he? Um, Luke Thomas, we know, isn't. And, and Daley Campbell, he, he's another prospect as well. Yeah, Daley Campbell's one I do think alone would massively benefit because
0: what is he, fourth place yeah. right back? I think yeah. go to the championship, go play week in, week out, show what you're about. Because realistically, he's probably going to get what two or three appearances at Leicester this yes. year. So yes. I think going out online would benefit him massively more than Dewsbury Hall, who I think will be a be a be part of the squad, as same as Luke Thomas. I think Luke Thomas will start the season as our starting left back until James Justin's in, yes. until James Justin's fit.
2: Definitely, and like you say. Ryan Bertrand's been bought to sort of cover him because of the, the, the number of games that are are being played. But Luke Thomas is is an amazing prospect. But just what I've seen of Dewsbury Hall, I mean, he scored the first goal when we've gone back against QPR. I and mean, this is a pre, you know, pre-season friendly. He was picking that ball up, running it back to the centre circle, ready mm-hmm. to kick off. You know, come on, we can get more out of this. That's the attitude you want from players, isn't it?
0: Yeah, his attitude seems spot on. And it's not just that, he's got a lot of he's got ability about him as well as the right attitude. And mm. he's in the perfect place with the perfect manager for that to, to go on to the next level with obviously with the right attitude, the right training. I really do think Brendan Rogers is going to get a lot out of Jewsbury Hall, because I watched quite a bit of him at the championship last year with Luton, and
2: he's yeah. definitely a definitely a huge talent. He he was he was winning quite a few awards, wasn't he, for Luton? Player of the season or young player of the season, was it?
0: I believe he won both of them, but Did they? Well,
2: yes. Yeah. I think well, to me, he's he, you know he's a he's definitely gonna be in that squad and we're gonna see a lot of him next next season. Hmm. Brendan came out very much and said that, you know, basically I think what us Leicester fans have been saying for you know for a while, if somebody's going, they will go but as you said earlier and on our terms, but he's under no pressure to sell. He's not being told to sell, you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, if we can hold on to those three uh, and not have to sell, but if we do have to sell one, it's going to be on our terms. And somebody the other day said, whether it was tongue in cheek or not, I said, well, you're a selling club, aren't you? And I said, how do you work? He said, well, you know, every year you sell one of your big players. And I'm like, well, yes, but, It's not that we've got to sell, it's just that you big clubs are coming in with such stupid offers that we'd be stupid to turn it down. No, it's it's like the Dortmund model is something that we've
0: very much adopted in terms of bringing Mm. these young players cheap, getting the recruitments right. And it's like, I think Rob Tanner said it, but like no players never not for sale if if a bid over their valuation comes in. So like... Yes, you could label us as a selling club. And to be honest, there's probably there's something about that that might be true. But at the same time, when you look at what we're getting for these players and then what we're reinvesting in them, we can't go out and spend the 80, 90 millions that all of the uh, top four do. Um, and this is that's we've got to compete within our means. And that's what I think when we sell these players, that's what we're doing. Because then I'll use Maguire for an example. We've got 80 million for Maguire we reinvested that in terms of um we see we, we signed Tielemans on a permanent from matt money we brought in siunchu and i believe we brought in one other player as well within that money so from one player who yes Maguire was a very good player but we've we've strengthened the squad massively and then hy- hypothetically if we were going to sell those players now so Saying for you'll probably be looking for 60 million. Uh, Tielemans, you'll be looking 90 to 100 million. So it's about it's if we do sell these players, it's on our terms exactly, and to,
2: yeah. the, to what the club wants and the club sees fit. Definitely, definitely 100% on our terms. So remember that, Arsenal fans, you got to cough the cash up. <laughs> Go and have a look go and have a look at that video where uh, Madison is quizzing Mark Albrighton. If you don't believe he's happy here after that, go and watch the one where he's playing water polo with the team. He doesn't look too unhappy to be here at the moment. And thank you so much again for joining us. Quickly, give a give a big shout out to Beyond the Ninety again. Uh Beyond the Ninety, check it out.
0: Uh it's obviously as you, your viewers are going to get sick of me promoting Beyond the 90, but it is. Yeah. Hey, um,
2: you've, you've come on, so you take your chance, mate. Go for
0: it. <laughs> but uh, It's a group channel that Neil, James, myself, and a load of other people run, doing very similar stuff to what we do, we've been talking about on here, Chris. Just lighthearted Leicester content is, I think, the best way to put it.
2: Yeah. And don't forget, of course, your own channel as well. Uh, Ant Lester Fan Channel uh, oh yeah so that's just a bit Ants
0: Lester Fan Channel that's just a bit more bits random bits when I feel like uploading when I do bits and bobs but beyond the 90s for big one
2: when 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 you win, you do your own channel when you lose, you do beyond the ninety. That's the way to look at it you know. <laughs> thanks very much uh good luck with your with the new job and and all the the training that you've got to try and fit into the next five or so weeks. Um, mm. It's almost like football's going to be in the way for you, but uh good luck with it. hope it goes well uh, and i might I might see you outside Wembley hopefully, hopefully, I'm looking forward to it oh god me too me too all the best Ant. thanks very much mate take care mate. cheers thanks so much to ant for joining us there like i say beyond the 90 uh get over there get subscribing and uh, they do do a lot of great content and uh, uh they'll have to have me on soon maybe <laughs> who knows hey Villarreal tomorrow yeah don't miss it are you going I'm down there on the South Coast, you see, so I, I can't get to see these matches, but uh, I will be watching it. It's live on LCFC TV, and what else is live is the post-match show. It'll be about between 10 and quarter past 10 tomorrow. Uh, myself, hopefully, Brad will be popping along. Uh, Jesus, as you remember, he's shaved his beard, so he's uh, he's looking a lot tidier. here. But, um, yeah, 10.15, we'll be looking at the game. And then um, on... Uh, Thursday we're back to the normal programming almost we have got at seven o'clock on Thursday we've got the preview me and Craig will be previewing the uh Community Shield a little game at Wembley there we'll be previewing that on Thursday at seven o'clock and at nine hey I'm looking forward to this one Arsenal yep I'm going to be talking to Arsenal fans who seem to think that Leicester players will walk barefoot over broken glass to get to the Emirates. Are Arsenal fans disillusioned, drama queens? Or really, are they hard done to? Let's see what they've got to say on Thursday at 9.30. But it's tomorrow, quarter past ten. We'll be back with the post-match show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for all your comments. Thanks to Ant for joining us. Don't forget, if you want to listen back to this rather than watch it, and I don't blame you, I am better. (laughs) I've got a face for radio, as they say. But you can get us on podcast form. Uh, Give us about 10, 15 minutes, and it will be up on uh, Amazon, Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google, Podcast uh, Addict and anchor just to name but six. I'm off to get ready. I am on the Send Him Off podcast in 45 minutes. I'll see you if you're going to join us on that one. I'll see you on there. Have a good night. See you tomorrow at quarter past ten. Hello,
0: Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news
2: on Leicester City Football Club.
1: Let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116-123. That's 116-123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points